Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Hey, we are uh, starting a new uh, uh, collection of talks this week. Uh, We are calling, I Think I Heard From God. I Think I Heard From God. And we're going to be talking about um, how practically you can hear and discern the voice of God and then live a spirit-led life. Uh, Because God is speaking, and he's not just generally speaking as well. He is speaking to you. Right, He's speaking to you and he cares about you from the, the, the big things in life to the small things of life. And he is speaking to you. So we're going to be talking about how do you actually hear um, and discern the voice of God? Because God is speaking to you. Um, something I really uh, enjoy um, is fly fishing. That is uh, something that I absolutely enjoy, maybe a bit too much. Um, uh, But actually, I found out uh, Calgary, before I got into it, and just I was starting, Calgary is one of the best places in the world to fish, is is the Bow River. It is arguably one of the best, like the best, or if not one of the best places in Canada, and right up there in the world as well. And when I was learning to fly fish, I went out onto the riverbanks, and I, you know, I had some equipment. It was not much. Went out there and, uh, and I done research, done Googling. I like did everything I could do and I'm just throwing out the line. Ooh, technical terms here, Josiah. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I was just casting out, throwing out line and, and I was just going to different places and I was hoping that I would catch something. Because I was, I did all my research, I did stuff, but there's not much out there. And I was just going and 99% of the time I came with nothing. It's actually probably higher statistic than that. 99.8% in my first years of fly fishing, I came back with nothing. Natalie, Josiah, how was that time? Was it refreshing? No, I'd caught nothing. No, uh, but, but uh, I got skunked. I caught nothing. And I would just be going to different parts of the water and just throwing in uh, the fly and hoping something would happen. I did some research, but I'm not really sure. What are they eating right now? Like they're, they're more picky than your toddler. Like fish are picky. And so I'm just throwing out different things, hoping like something would happen. But I was learning fishing by trial and error. I was going and I was learning fishing by trial and error. Okay, I'm going to try this fly. Okay, they're not liking this. Okay, let's try this this time. Okay, uh, not doing anything. Okay, this spot isn't working. And I go here and, and, and th- I'm getting nothing. And, uh, and, and like, the, the bow, even though it's, it's world-class river, is there are actually only certain places, it turns out I found it within the first year, that fish actually uh, hang out or hold. And so I was just trying different places, trial and error, trying to get there. In my limited skill, in my limited knowledge, in my limited ability, I was trying and I was coming, uh, coming up empty a lot. And, uh, but Natalie's uncle, who uh, turns out is actually a fly fisherman as well, um, he was coming to Calgary for the specific reason of fly fishing. And he had booked a guide to, to go on a float down the bow. So there's the guide, he rose. 
And then the, the, the fishermen or the anglers, ooh, um, you stand one on the front of the, the boat, one on the back, and you float down the boat and you cast. And so we did this. We went down and, and the guide led us down the river. And he knew the spots. He's like, okay, we're like floating. It all looks water to me. And he's like, okay, right there, that's real fishy. And he's like, okay, throw it right into that seam. Um, what's a seam? Um, and throw it in there. And, and, and the, boom, there's a fish right there. He's leading it. And then we go a little bit. Oh yeah, this is fishy water. Something's smelling fishy. Oh, this is a good thing on the boat. Okay, it's not me. And, and they're like, you cast. And, and, and we were getting, and he was saying, okay, these are the flies. He would hook it up. He would show. And in that one after, afternoon or morning and afternoon of guiding, of, of floating down the bow on a guided float uh, versus my trial and error, I caught more fish than I did in the previous three years before trying trial and error. I learned more in that afternoon than me trying to, to uh, like bounce around and, and like not do well finding my information on Google or reading books. It was amazing when the guide led me when I allowed the guide to say, okay, this is the fly. This is where we're going. This is what you need to do. Suddenly I was in the right spot where before I had no idea. I was way out there, but now I'm in the right spot because I allowed the guide to guide me. And I think this is a picture of two ways that in life that we can live, two ways in life that we can live. The first one is, is default mode. It's the default mode that every person on earth, I think, uh, lives by. And that is this, is by trial and error. Living life, doing life by trial and error, um, by what we know, by our knowledge, by what we see, what we understand, what we think it might look like. And, and because of this, because what you know, what you see, it's limited. It really is limited. Even if you're an expert, it is limited. So, so it is actually by trial and error because you don't know what the future holds. So then your choices are going to be a bit more trial and error. When you're, stepping, when you're, when you're running your business, it's going to be a bit more trial and error. With your relationships, it's going to be a bit more trial and error. With your parenting, with your kids, it's a bit more trial and error. Sorry, firstborn. Um, but uh, with, with your investing, it'd be trial and error. How do I handle this challenging, delicate situation? Well, my, my knowledge is limited, so it's going to be trial and error. And living in trial and error, why I say it is that way? Because your knowledge uh, is limited. Your understanding is limited. And really, you don't know what you don't know. I don't know what I don't know. And it is living by trial and error. Like even experts, their knowledge is limited, right? Like I think of meteorologists, like the weather guys, they are, uh, they're experts, but sometimes in Calgary, I think that's the hardest occupation to be in Calgary because it's always changing, but it's limited. But by default, the way the world and people work and operate, I think, is by this, is by trial and error based on what I know, what I see, and what I understand. And, and you're limited but because you don't know the future. You don't know what's ahead of you. And, and the reason why we all got set on default mode in this way is because of Adam and Eve. Right, Adam and Eve ate the, the fruit of tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil. Prior to this, of course, they were walking with God. They were in communing with God. 
and, and they, they were talking with God all the time. But in eating the fruit, they chose to live by their own knowledge and what they see. Uh, uh, Genesis 3.17 says this, then, Adam, then to Adam he said, because you have decide, uh, heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree which I, I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, uh, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Toil, to struggle, to strain. It, it suddenly, will this work out? Will this, uh, will this crop come through? I don't know. Toiling, the struggling of it. Uh, and from then on, they operated by the knowledge of what they saw, what they knew, what they ha um, knew to do. Will this work? Will this not? And since then, uh, mankind's default mode is to live by the limited, our own limited knowledge, our own limited sight, our own limited, limited understanding. You could say it's trial and error. And like fishing, just guessing, okay, maybe, hopefully this will work. Hopefully this situation works out when I do this. All right, um, kids, what should I do with, with my kids? Okay, I'm gonna, I, I read this one book and it said to do this, so I'm gonna try this. But then this other book says the direct opposite. What am I going to do, right? Uh, uh, to be, uh, okay, what am, this one expert says this, one expert says that, what am I going to do? But I believe there's another way to live life, to be guided through life. To be guided through your life, just as on that boat, I was guided through life. And what is that? Is that by being led by God as he speaks to you and directs your steps, living a spirit-led life. Because now, because of Jesus dying on the cross, rising again, we are now reconciled with God. There is nothing between you and God, nothing in the way because of Jesus. That, that when you make Jesus Lord of your life, you actually now have the spirit of God inside of you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you. And Jesus actually said, it is better that I go so that now that you can have the spirit of God inside of you. And in John 16, 13, it says this. However, when he, uh, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He's gonna guide you. He will not speak of his own authority, but uh, whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you of the things to come. He will glorify me, he'll glorify Jesus, and he will take of what is mine, Jesus, and declare it to you. He will declare to you the finished works of Jesus. All these things that the Father, ha that Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit now will guide you. He is to lead you. He is to guide you into all truth. That, that, that no matter what you're going through in life, where you need to go, the Holy Spirit actually will guide you of where is the right place for you to go, right? Not just the blanket answer. He actually knows and ha he knows the beginning from the end. And so he knows, okay, this is the next step that you need to take. This is the way to go. He will lead you and guide you. He will, he will remind you of what Jesus has said, the finished works of Jesus. He will convict you of your righteousness, of who you are in Christ.
right? There is no condemnation in Christ. Romans 8.1 says this, but there is the Holy Spirit. He convicts us of our righteousness, who we are now in Christ, who we are now created to be. And so he'll lead us into truth. He will not into truth, into the truth, the way, the life. There's one way and he will lead you in that way. See, God is speaking today and more specifically, he wants to speak to you. And as a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and he will lead you and guide you. He will remind you of what Jesus has said, that you no longer need to navigate life by trial and error and toil, but instead being led by the Spirit of God in life. For us to have that spirit-led life so that in relationships, he can lead you. In your business, he can lead you. With your kids, he can lead you. Where you are working right now, which if you, are a, if you have given your life to Jesus, it's not just work. That is now your ministry. Uh, where you are, you know what? He will lead you in where you are. He'll, he actually will even lead you. Okay, um, don't go here. Don't invest here. Um, you know, date this person. Don't date this person. Red flag, red flag, red flag. And then sometimes for some people, they just need the Holy Spirit say, red flag. <laughs> but he will, he, will, he will lead you in the choices that you have, that, that, that you are facing. In Christ, you have Holy Spirit uh, who is on your boat. He is guiding you. He says, okay, this is the right thing to do. Now, when I was on this guided float down the boat, and, uh, and if I was to do this, this would be absolutely ridiculous. If I was to say to the guide, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. I have a plan, okay? <laughs> We're using these type of flies to catch fish. I know you said this part of the bow. I'm not sure about that, the bow river. I, I actually want to go on the elbow. The elbow's really bad, by the way. Um, and, and, and actually, no, 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 I want to do it this way. Here's my plan. Did you, here is what I want to do. Now, you can, you row, but I'll tell you where to row. And if you don't mind, just, you know, pull some fish out as where I direct you, right? It would be crazy if for me to do that, right? Like the guide is the fishing guide. He's on the water every day, right? When I'm like, under fluorescent lights. That guy is in the sun, in the water, directing people to fish. And it would be a huge waste of money. It would be a huge waste of time. And even more so, it would be a waste of opportunity if I said to the guide, whoa, 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 I know best. This is the way we're going. But yet, as I think many times as Christians, we can do this to the Holy Spirit. Hey, hey, no, 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 this is, this is my way. This, this uh, no, no, I got it. Like, let's go this way. You can row a bit, but we're going this way, God. Do you mind? Okay, we're going this way. This is my plan. And we can, by doing that, we continue actually in trial and error based on our limited knowledge. Um, even though Holy Spirit, he's on the boat. He has the plan. He's trying to lead you, but you're too busy saying, hey, I'm going this way. Do you mind putting the rubber stamp on it, God? See, God is not, your Yoda on your spiritual quest. God is not your, your chauffeur and you tell him, okay, go this way and turn left. No, no, no. Actually, following Jesus is this. It says to deny yourself, that you're actually supposed to, that it actually says that you are to die to your old self, that it's no longer I who lives, but it is Christ who lives within me. 
So whoa, whoa, whoa. So the, my plans actually, so when Jesus said, um, your kingdom come, your will be done, he wasn't talking about mine. No, he's saying, okay, God, I'm laying down my kingdom, my desires. No, your kingdom come, God. Your will be done, God. And it's, it's allowing him, laying it down and following him. To live the spirit-led life, I believe it's actually laying down what you have, what your plans and saying, okay, I'm gonna lay down, where are we going? I'm gonna be along for the ride, right? It's, it's, it's actually, it's not even your boat. Right, it's it's it, it to really overkill my analogy, but is is that now you are in, a part of engrafted into his family, that you are now engrafted into his family, and that we get to co-labor with him. So that, and I believe that when you are living a spirit-led life, there is acceleration, there is being. Uh, walking in the plan of God that He has for you, being in the place that God has prepared for you, and and the question that I think we should all ask ourselves, and sometimes I, I need to ask myself this a couple times a day, is how do I want to navigate my life right now? Do I want to be going by trial and error based on my limited knowledge, my limited understanding, my limited sight? Or do I want to be spirit-led, allowing the creator of the universe, the one who knows the beginning from the end, to lead and to guide me into what he has for me? And, and uh, I think, you know, life is only so long. Life is only so long. There are things in your life that are too precious. There is a call of God on your life. There's an upward call that God has on your life. And so too, it's too important, I think, in life to just be living by trial and error, of bouncing around and just sort of figuring it out. Because God has a plan for you, a call for you, a purpose for you. Those kids that you're raising right now, Lord, like, Lord knows I need help with my kids. Like, Lord, give me wisdom for my kids because they're too precious to just be uh, bumbling around. I, Lord, I need to be spirit-led. And I think we see this the contrast between the two ways um, actually in this scripture found in, uh, in Luke. There's Simon, John, James, they're fishing and they have caught nothing. Guys, I know how you feel. <laughs> and they've caught nothing. In Luke 5, 4, it says this, when he had, uh, step, uh, had uh, stopped speaking, this is Jesus. So he, earlier he said, hey guys, can I borrow your boat? He stepped on the boat, started preaching. When he was done speaking, uh, he said to Simon, later known as Peter, uh, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered, master, we have toiled all night and have caught nothing. We have toiled and caught nothing. See, these guys are professional fishermen. They operate on the best knowledge. They know the spots. They know how to catch fish. They, they know where they need to go. They are skilled at what they do. And he says, we have toiled all day and night doing what we know to do, and we have caught nothing. And if you think about it, the stakes here are high. Like, uh, they're, they're high. When, they're, when you're a fisherman and there are no fish, it means you don't get paid. There ain't no um, food for the table. That you are actually, the stakes are high. In some ways, his livelihood, his life is on the line. He needs some fish. 
I think we've all have been there where, where we've done all we know to do and the stakes are high. It's not just the little thing. The stakes are high and I've done everything I know to do and it still hasn't worked. I've done everything I know to do in my marriage and it still hasn't. I've done everything with my kids or my business or, or the financial pressure or this situation or this destructive habit. I've done everything that I know with my mental health or my family and yet I'm coming up empty-handed. The stakes are high. Now, we see Simon, he says this, but Simon answered him in Luke 5, 5. But Simon answered him and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. But check this out. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. So right here, Jesus, God in flesh, spoke and directed him of his steps. And he moved from being, from toiling or operating purely on what he knew to do to just simply following what the Lord had instructed, what the Lord had instructed. And that didn't actually make sense because when you go fishing, that type of fishing they're doing, you go at night. You go at night. You don't as well. Um, If you've been trying it all day and the fish ain't biting, the fish ain't biting. What are we going to do? Didn't make sense. But instead, on God's word, he acted. In Luke 5, 6, it says this, and when they had done this, let the nets down, they, they caught a great number of fish and their, net, and their nets were breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. They were feeling the weight of God's goodness. It was quite literally pulling them down. But Jesus spoke and Simon and the others experienced something that God had provided for them, planned for them uh, before the foundation of time, I think. They actually operated in God's abundance, following what God had said. They then walked into God's abundance, his provision. And not only that, it wasn't just, hey, I got some fish. But by operating uh, in being led by, by the Lord, It resulted in Simon, later Peter, James, and John following Jesus. Following Jesus and stepping into what God had called them to do. It It wasn't just, hey, we got fish, we're good for the week, high fives. They actually stepped into what God had called them to do. In Luke 5 11, it says, So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all, gave it all, and followed him. They forsook all and followed him. So the the big thing wasn't just the fish. The big thing really was, I'm now following Jesus. I'm now following Jesus. They heard the voice of God and then they followed. Uh, When we hear God's voice um, uh, and saying uh, what he's saying and we follow him, it will position you in where God has for you in terms of your purpose, his plan for you, his provision for you in in every area of your life. In 2 Samuel, uh, David, he's anointed king. And the Philistines hear this and uh, they go out and they attack him, right? Because when do you attack your enemy? uh, enemy When they're weak. And that's what they're doing, right? They're going to attack David. And this is, again, a real problem. Because if the Philistines win, what's going to happen? It's not like, oh man, I lost. 
Like it's, um, you're gonna die. Like they're gonna kill you. They're gonna take your kingdom. This is gonna be everything. You're, you're, the Israelites are gonna be scattered. So this is a real problem. And like I said earlier, we all face real problems on a daily basis. But David did something that I believe that you and I can do as well. In 2 Samuel 5, 19, when the stakes are high, this is what he does. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up. For I doubtless, uh, doubtless, yeah, deliver the Philistines into your hand. So he said, go up, I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David um, did that. He attacked them and he won. He won. God caused them to win. But in 2 Samuel 5.22, only a couple verses later, then the Philistines went up again and deployed themselves against them. They went up again to attack them. They went up again. Have you ever found that? Like, okay, I'm, I've, 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 I've come to this place. I've won this battle. And then all of a sudden, boom, the enemy's there again. Have you found that? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just give me a breather here. Again, right? It's like the enemy comes back for a more opportune time, like, uh, the, like Satan said to Jesus. And David, he could have done this because he had been there before, similar situation. David could have navigated this second attack by what he knew from the first time. Oh yeah, we'll beat them. We'll beat them. We'll attack them again. We've done it before and we'll do it again. The same way right? Uh, he, he doesn't do that. He doesn't operate in the senses or rely on what he knows. He actually goes to the Lord again. He actually goes to the Lord again. In 2 Samuel 5, 5.23, says this, therefore, David inquired of the Lord and, and he said, you shall not go up. Don't do what you did before circle around behind them and come upon them from uh, in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly for the Lord will go out before you and strike the camp of the Philistines. And Dave, David did so as the Lord commanded him and he drove back the Philistines uh, all the way back, right? He drove them back. So, so David, he could, have, he could have gone by what he knew before, but the Lord said, okay, this time it's gonna be different. Don't do what you did before. He was going and allowing himself to be spirit-led for, for the Lord to lead him. That this time, the victory is gonna come about a different way. Not to just go the same way. Okay, it's, it's worked before. We're going to go back this way again. Instead, going back to him over and over and over. You know, one thing worked with one kid. Uh, go to the Lord for the second kid. Uh, right? Uh, one way worked for like this. You know, your friend maybe saying, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how I met my, my spouse. You just got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Might have worked for them. But you need to go to the Lord for you. 
How is the Lord saying? Okay, one way worked for this client to acquire this client, but maybe it's go to the Lord. How can I land this next contract? What is the next thing? Go to the Lord again, not just relying on your past knowledge, your past experience, but instead continuously go back to the Lord and he will give you victory. I've been here before does not mean I'm gonna do the same thing that I did before. Just like Moses, we see that. Moses struck a rock one time. That was good. God led him to do it. Second time, not so good. Right? So daily we can go to God, continually go to him. Even if it's, I faced something similar before. Lord, what are my steps in this area? Which way shall I go in this area? In Proverbs 3, 5, it says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. It's not gonna hold your weight. It's not gonna hold the weight of life, your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. God will direct your path. I know like even this week, I was, I was in a, a challenging situation that I, I didn't exactly know what way to go and I was, I realized, okay, whoa, 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 I need to actually stop trying to do trial and error. Lord, how do you want me to proceed? How do you want me to proceed? And the result of it is it, it, it worked out. I'm like, God, you're just, you're faithful. You're good. This was better than I thought. Well, I should probably listen to you more. No, just <laughs> but you as a child of God have the spirit of God inside of you. He can lead you and he will lead you and guide you. Romans 8, uh, 12 says this, Therefore, brethren, we are um, debtors not to the flesh to um, live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live, but if by the Spirit, uh, I lost my place, put you to death, the, the deeds of the body, you will live. And here's where I really want to highlight is, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Listen, you, you have, later it says that the Holy Spirit has been put in your heart, that the Spirit cries out, Abba, Father, you are a son, a daughter. And part of that, it's not that, oh, I'm not hearing God's voice right now. I'm not really a son or a daughter of God. Oh my goodness, where's my salvation? Right? It's, it's actually now as a son and daughter of God, you can hear the voice of God. You can be led by the Spirit of God so that you no longer have to operate in toil, in trial and error, but that you can be led by God's voice, by God's Spirit, by God's Word. And it will bring you to what God has you to for, for you. So this brings me to the question is, well, great, Josiah, but how? How do you do this? I, I think I heard from God, but how? It... God, was this you? And this is exactly what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks, is how do I discern? How do I perceive? How do I say, okay, Lord, this is you talking to me? Because what God has for you is too important. Where God has placed you is too important. The call on your life is too important for you to live by trial and error, but instead for him to lead you and guide you by his spirit, by his voice into what he has. And it's not just gonna be, oh, this was a good life led by God. No, no, no. Just like Simon, James, John, 
It impacted their life, but man, it impacted other people's life. There was a ripple effect as they were led by the Spirit of God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, God, that you are just so faithful, so good, and that Jesus, that you have made it so that we can abide in you and and we can be led by you, that no longer we need to, to, to live by trial and error, but, Father, that we can instead be led by your Spirit. Father, I thank you that even this week, that, Father, that we'd be led by your Spirit. Father, that you would give us ears to hear, like your word says, that we are your sheep and we hear your voice. So, Father, I ask even this week that we'd be led by your Spirit. God, you're speaking. Lord, give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support and partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. Know God is for you. We love you and have a great week.